Sonny is very lucky that his father is a better person than Ollie. And I think you 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 are an ostrich. Next Tuesday, April Fool's Day is the biggest fool in Manchester, and that is you, David Myers. Football heritage. No one wants to be a fullback as a kid. No one wants to grow up and be a Gary Neville. But unfortunately, crimes and wars will multiply. I love football. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Baller Boys podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Vis, and today I have the two usual suspects, Rahul. Hello, hello. And Kaiser. Hello. So, guys, I'm not going to say that this is actually a full-length episode. Um, this is going to be a bit different. Uh, we just want to talk about the Champions League final in this particular episode. So, it's going to be about 10 to 15 minutes max. So, besides the Champions League, we also want to do other podcasts. For example, season reviews. Uh, we have that in the works as well. And then after we do the season reviews, we're going to you know, talk about the upcoming transfers um, leading up to the new season. So without further ado, uh, guys, I uh, for those of you who don't know, Real Madrid have won the Champions League for the 14th time now. Uh, they won 1-0 uh, in Paris. And um, okay, before we get into the game and everything in itself, uh, guys, from your point of view as two Liverpool fans, how did y'all feel leading up to that particular final? Like, just talk me through your, like from the beginning of the season, how y'all felt and then to the actual being in the final. Yeah, I think we're quite used to uh reaching the european finals now uh and Chihuahua. <laughs> so i mean the expectation was honestly there i mean we're the top two teams in europe i'd say uh with the spanish teams before this being uh yeah not at the peak of their powers uh but going into it especially on the back of the uh premier league uh not being won yeah it was definitely something i thought that we would eventually win and the drive from losing the uh, Premier League would actually help us get there. Although Klopp has a terrible, terrible record uh, in finals. I think he's lost four out of his five European finals. Uh, yeah, it's funny that Kaiser says that because I think, again, maybe it's me being pessimistic. But for me, it's the opposite way around. So I think if we had somehow won the league the week before, if you know Villa managed to get a goal or hold on to their lead, and uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> oh, we managed to lead, I I would have said, wow, you know, that is written. You know, the Champions League somehow yeah. we, we were gonna do it as well. But the moment we lost that, I had the opposite sort of feeling. After you know, sixty three games played, the Champions League final being the sixty third, I thought after that disappointment and the final day of the season, right, it would have been very difficult for these guys to go up against it. And that sounds almost like a disservice to the team we played, right? Real Madrid, I mean, is no joke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was a bit more negative, I think, in the week leading up to the final. Because uh, it's been a very odd season. You know, you end, you find yourself up in three of the three competition cup competition finals that you have participated in. You finish the league on 92 points. Uh but you have a negative feeling coming off the fe- uh, the season. So it's very weird. And I think that was the case leading up to the final as well. As a neutral, right, for me, when the fixture was announced, like when we all knew that it was Real Madrid versus Liverpool, I was like, ha ah, yo, Liverpool are going to just walk this, like, you know, they're going to smash Madrid 4-0. I was telling you all also, right, remember? And uh, for some reason, you know, 
of course when it's announced yeah but leading up to the actual fixture when it's going to actually happen then you're like oh maybe you know it's a final anything can happen you know it's a 50-50 and sort of like like it wasn't as how it was when the fixture was announced basically and um, mm. yeah what a final it was so i just want to ask from your point of view uh, just one question straight up would you say liverpool deserve to win that game yeah i think on the balance of it i would say yes just based on the chances we had i think real madrid did well to nullify us um, and worked a lot of spaces I was very smart in the tactics on how to exploit the spaces on the side. But on overall balance of the game, I think based on the chances and Courtois being man of the match uh, definitely means that I think we deserve to win that game, to be honest. Again, I think it's quite different, my, my perspective from it. Because I think despite the numbers, and Vis, I think you go into the numbers with regards to the final, right? Yeah, if you look at the game on paper, you think, oh, wow, you know, this is unlucky, Real Madrid smash and grab and things like that. But I didn't think Liverpool were that good. I don't think we created many clear, clear, clear cut chances. I think all of Courtois' saves were saves he, he should have saved, you know. he I think any goalkeeper worth his salt, any good Champions League level goalkeeper should be making those saves. There's not one save where I look at it and I think, wow, he's really that should be a goal and he stopped it from being goal. I don't think so. I think Liverpool are quite poor in their finishing. I think despite having the ball a lot in the box, I think despite creating opportunities, short opportunities, people keep on talking about the Mane chance. And I don't know if you remember. So Mane had a snapshot just around the penalty line area. Courtois, and Courtois, he tips it over the post. But that shot is not in either corner. It's a very good height. It's not on the ground. You know, and it looks great. Oh, he tips it on save, but it's very close to him tipping on save and making it a goal. I, I, yeah. So I don't think. <clears throat> at at when you look back at the game in isolation, right, that Liverpool deserve to win it, and I think in football, as along with a lot of other things, narratives are always written after the result. You know, so all this falls in line with the result. Oh wow, Real Madrid! You know, mm. Courtois man of match. He stopped Liverpool. But I, I honestly don't think Liverpool were that good, and I don't think on the back of that, that they deserve to win the game. But does that mean that you think Real Madrid deserved to win? Or it was you feel that it was a it was a balance? See that's a funny question, right? Yeah. And I think and I think that's difficult, right? Because the thing is Yeah. I and again again we have to talk about this for hours. So what does it mean to deserve to win a game? But at the end of the day if I look at it, uh Real Madrid had the chances. Vinicius taps in a chance which should be a goal cause for whatever yeah. you think the defensive mistake of Liverpool or Valverde's ball is you know unreal they had that chance tell me a chance that Liverpool had where you're like how has he not scored that 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 there wasn't you know there really wasn't there wasn't any controversial refereeing decision there wasn't it, they I I just don't think they showed up and that doesn't mean you know Liverpool bottled the final or anything like that I just think a lot of circumstances and you can't just look at games in isolation which is what we're doing yeah. today, right? You have to look at it as yeah. a whole season. And season I think yeah. a lot of the leading consequences up to that final, yeah. leading up to, including before kickoff, probably, you know, made it so that, that that's how the result was. So I think, yeah, I think Madrid, you can't take away anything from them. Yeah, I'm leaning towards um, Rahul about how he, he looks at it. I think from a neutral point of view, when I watch that game, uh, I'm not going to go all out and say that Liverpool deserve to win the game. At the same time, um, 
I don't want to say that oh Madrid deserved to win that game. You know, it was a final. It was fifty fifty. Um, out of all the chances, honestly, that Liverpool had, you know, we look at the XG. The XG is. 2.14 to Madrid 0.88 and you look at the the number of shots that Liverpool had 24 shots to Madrid's four only shots but for some reason right I thought that Madrid had the the most clear-cut chances of the game two chances I felt were better than all of Liverpool's chances in that game um, first one of course the goal that Vinicius scores and then one more, Madrid had a chance where uh, it was from a free kick where Casemiro, he could have, you know, easily just pulled it back. I, I forget for who. It was a very clear opportunity, but obviously it's not going to count as a shot because Casemiro, you know, he sort of fluffed mm. the, the back pass, the cutback. But yeah, based on that alone, I think how the game panned out, Liverpool sort of, I would say, played into Madrid's hands. I think Madrid sort of knew what they were going to come up against. Uh, Liverpool, as per usual, you know, proactive, forward, you know, quick, straight to the point type of football from the get-go, you know, they try to get that early goal. And Madrid, essentially what they did, they just defended in a very deep block, you know, they kept their composure. A very, like how to say, it's similar to like Burnley style of football or like a lower league team, but, you know, they've done the simple things to the absolute best, you know, the peak of football, like how good you can be at defending deep. This is how you should defend. I think they defended extremely well. And of course, you know, if not for Courtois, I think Liverpool would have won that game comfortably. I, th- I just want to bring you back to the point you make about XGV. So obviously, what, Liverpool 24 yeah. shots to Madrid 4. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Madrid had 2 shots on target, Liverpool at 9. So you look back at the yeah. XG, right? You can't just look at that big XG number and think, wow, like they should have scored 3 goals. If you take a shot from 40 yards away with loads of players in front of you, it's going to create some sort of XG number. And if you do that enough yeah. times, it's going to tally up the XG. Madrid have yeah, four shots. Yeah, you see like X, XG per shot. Nah. Exactly. Madrid yeah, take yeah. four yeah. shots, two shots on target, and generate 0.88 XG. Uh, At the end of the day, exactly. they created, even before the shot is taken, better chances than Liverpool did. And another thing, right? Although, throughout the game... Um, you know, obviously Liverpool were a constant threat lah, to um, Courtois. But at the same time, for some reason, right, Madrid also were somewhat a threat to Alisson as well. It's not to say Alisson could have been just sitting down drinking water, you know. He had to be on his toes as well. And um, for me, how I saw it was first half, it was Liverpool's half. And then second half, Madrid sort of grew into the game. Uh, they, they sort of, you know, started to believe you know, if you look at their previous fixtures leading up to the final, these guys were, you know, snatching it towards the end only. So it was sort of set up for them in that way. They were more confident, they grew into the game, they started winning more individual battles. And in the end, they, they, they won the, I mean, they won for highest number of tackles, highest number of aerial duels, you know, in that department, they won. So at the same time, I felt they sort of controlled the game even without having the ball so much, you know. And it was a very professional performance for them. So, let's look at the individual battles, guys. Um, so, I, I know we can't talk about the individual battles without leading up to the actual goal that was scored. So, uh, one battle I was looking forward to was Trent versus Vinicius. So, Rahul, can you maybe give your point of view of how that panned out? Yeah, so I think, I mean, Trent versus Vinicius, obviously, it's, obviously it's highlighted by the goal, right? Because it looks like Trent has lost his man and Vinicius is right behind him. People are saying this guy doesn't even know who's behind him and things like that. But I think the way we set up, it was never supposed to be Trent versus Vinicius. It was supposed to always be our right-centered 
right-sided center back who was Konate in the which is game. why Konate started lah correct over and Martin. one of the big yeah. sort of um, queries about how we line up would be who would be there would it be Joel Matip or would it be Konate and the fact that you see Konate st- starting it it tells you that they knew it's not going to be Trent versus Vinny it's going to be Konate versus Vinicius and when you look back at it I think Konate was probably our man of the match in the sense that I don't think he put a foot wrong I think he won all his 1v1 battles versus uh Vinicius I think he was really good and I think if the result goes another way you end up looking and saying wow look at his 21 22 year old center back Cap Vinicius one of the best wingers in world football in his pocket he did really well So I think if from that point of view the Vini versus Konate battle it was definitely Konate coming out on top but then then when you look at the Trent battle and this is the whole thing with Trent and the criticism that Trent gets from a lot of fans pundits whatever that he's rubbish at defending in quotes uh, quote marks is the fact that his his main role in the team is not really to be in the box against the left winger his main role in the team is to be in that sort of right midfield slot when the rest of the players are in the final third creating making those balls into the box which i think real madrid did really well to stop him from doing yeah and our center mids normally normally go bella like henderson or someone to cover for that uh, space uh, in behind and i think what we saw that was interesting that real madrid did was yeah a lot of the central midfielders actually went wide to double up on the uh, wingers basically so actually like trent and our other midfielders had extra work um basically so they actually overloaded the sides so i think that really worked in their favor and i think we saw that in the goal leading up um like with the valverde side where they managed to double up there and then left a lot of space on the other side yeah more than trent versus vini uh, rahul you're right it was more vini versus konate and even at the end of the game uh, konate had more deals with vini than trent itself and um It's because, like you said, Trent's role in that game wasn't to basically defend, you know. He was so much higher up the pitch. And if you were to look at that goal properly, and you know how that ball came in from Valverde on Van Dijk's side across to um, the left where Vinicius hits it. But if it was the other way around and it was not Van Dijk defending Vinicius and if it was Konate, eh, sorry, not Van Dijk on Valverde, but Konate on Valverde, I think Konate wouldn't have let that ball come in. I think he was, yeah, like you said, Liverpool's best player. But let's look at the goal. Um, I'm... So it's not fair to blame Trent. I mean, they were, you know, against the run of play. If anyone were to be blamed in that scenario, I would say it would be would have been more of maybe Robertson and and um, uh, Van Dijk. If anyone, I would say, yeah, Kaiser. Yeah, I think honestly, looking back at the goal again and again, I think it was just a very high quality ball and yeah, run and finish exactly. and like the offside line that Vinicius that he was literally right on Trent's uh, line so yeah. I think it was just a very high quality ball and run and finish and it was just a very smart play yeah. uh, to be honest and Trent not glancing back and those kind of things I think it's, it's a small it's, thing like sometimes we have to you you know, put, put our hands fault, up yeah. and say you cannot some goals are just goals like you know the goal was better there's no mistake you know it's just a very good goal but you're Because right you, probably leading up to it Maybe yeah. because we left a lot of space on the on the counter. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I think on the other side, if say Trent comes wide and covers Vini, mm. and there's a gap between him and Konate, and one of the midfielders mm. or Benzema pulls up, 
and slots in the ball from there then again is transform you know so yeah. it's so so i mean i i don't i don't want to pretend to know like i know what liverpool's defensive line i want to know what their <laughs> responsibilities are where the ball is but it could just be the possibility that whenever they set up the instruction is trend you're staying this close to konate when the ball is wide on the left side and someone else maybe there's someone else's responsibility for binio or whatever to drop and f- find the the man on Trent's white side. I don't know. I don't know what they're causing. But I think like you said, like Real Madrid had a clear plan. Whenever they had a ball in midfield, get it out wide. Valverde puts in an early ball, which is pff, like you watch some angles of that ball and it is unreal. You know? Yeah, like KDBS. I remember like, watching the goal yeah. and I was like, sure, how is that happened? How are we just, you know? Yeah. How like so consi- easy, right? Yeah. The way they scored. Yeah. Like, so so even Alisson also, he was, he was just looking only and then the ball went in, you know? Yeah. So, So, so it was I, a good but, I mean that makes it I mean it's a good point to say that I think there were some question marks we talked about battles and we talked about Vini versus Trent I think the other battle was the midfield so you got Cruz Modric and Casemiro the veterans there Liverpool line up with Thiago and Fabinho who are big yeah. injury doubts in the league in the in the run up to the game again were they fit enough to play a lot of people criticizing Thiago saying he went missing in the game And I, I, it sounds again like making excuses for Liverpool, right? But I don't think I, I really don't think Liverpool were on it that day. I don't think they were good enough. Whether it's valid reasons or not, it's it's a final. It's a Champions League final. You got to show up somehow or another, and I don't think they did. You know. Yeah, and also saying, like, oh, Liverpool were. I mean, for me, leading up to that final, I think Liverpool were tired already. I think their legs were gone. Even that game, that last game against Wolves, not to say Liverpool played spectacularly well that game, you know, you they were already showing signs of fatigue, and I think it was sort of they already maxed out lah, you know, and this was it lah. And Madrid, you know, they executed their game plan well, and I would say thoroughly they deserve to win lah. They deserve to win the Champions League. You look at their running to the final. They beat PSG, they beat Chelsea, they beat City, and then they beat Liverpool. And then if you Still say that they're lucky. I think that's not fair to Madrid. You're right? you're very hard pressed to find a Champions League run more deserving of a win than that. Yeah, Do you know, and it came mean? back from losing positions yeah. and everything against but, these big but teams. But even on paper, at zero zero, all these games: PSG, Chelsea, City, Liverpool. Not being yeah. funny, but if I had to pick the best three teams in Europe before the season started, it'd be City, Chelsea, Liverpool. Yeah, PSG not, always no, PSG. No, Do you no know what I mean? So you cannot, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you have to hold your hands up and say, you know, Liverpool have got this thing with the Champions League, and a lot of other teams always complain. Bloody, how are they pulling out these results? You know, you look back, Barcelona, Olympiacos, Istanbul, AC Milan, but Madrid have it even more, and that's evidence yeah. for the 14 that they have. You know, so so now it's Madrid 14, and then second AC, is AC Milan seven. I think seven. Half. So yeah. they have. Double this what yeah. second hands that's crazy. Yeah. But let's not Liverpool ignore that five of like, Madrid's were when there was like three teams playing in the fifties. In the know, yeah, there's a European <laughs> Cup, right? Not even a Champions <laughs> League. Uh, okay, but then again, I would say Hala Madrid, uh, uh, very good. Congratulations to them, and uh, I think Ancelotti. I think he's the only manager who's won the Champions League four times now, if if I'm right in saying that. I think he has the most number of Champions League as a manager. So yeah, congratulations to him. And um, yeah, that being said, I think it's it's uh, it's about time we wrapped up this pod. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it, and uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Take care, guys. Bye. Sonny is very lucky that his father is a better person than Ollie.
And I think you, 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 you are an ostrich. Next Tuesday, April Fool's Day, he's the biggest fool in Manchester. And that is you, David Myers. Football heritage. No one wants to be a fullback as a kid. No one wants to grow up and be a Gary Neville. But unfortunately, crimes and wars will multiply. I love football.